0: Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Sunday's edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm delighted to say, as we always on every single day, every single Sunday, in three days a week, I'm joined by the fabulous senior tennis betting handicapper for because we win, a man in form who just picked the thirty-three to one winner with Andre Rublev, Mr. Sean Calvert. Congratulations, my friend! We've been hitting the crossbar, for the last couple of weeks, and it's so nice to get a nice, big 33 to one juicy winner home.
1: It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I've said all along, you have to take the wins and the losses in, in perspective. You know, you, you do get, they, they do come. You know, sometimes you think, you know, you go for periods where, you know, you get quarterfinal losses, semi final losses, you get a guy through to the final, he loses in the final, and it happens two or three times, and, you know, you can get a bit despondent about it. But, you know, they do come. They come. you got to be patient in this game sometimes. You know, it's quite high variance, isn't it? The outrights, sometimes you can go a long time without, without getting one in. And then, you know, you get two or three in a row and then maybe wait a while, a few months again for another one. And that that's kind of how it goes. You know, you have to kind of accept that when you're doing tennis betting on the outrights. But um, yeah, very pleasing. Yeah, very pleasing to get, get back into profit and um, yeah, get back in the plus figures again.
0: There's nothing better, I don't think, than when you call a, a nice big price winner, and everything opens up, the pans out exactly how you you foresee it. Sometimes, as you say, it doesn't happen, but when it does happen, it's just a glorious route through. But like I say, we were so unlucky. Yannick you know, got to the final. At your very last week got to the final. So we've been banging on the door, yeah, Bonzi. We, we've, Bonzi, we, we've been getting, we've been getting those places. We've been getting, you know, just and it wasn't, it wasn't to be. And it just shows you how fickle and how things change massively. Now, I mean, last week we were losing money. Now we're plus 18.44 units on this show uh, here, which it, obviously we keep all our records and we, we publicise them when we were losing as well. But it just shows you've got to persevere with these things. You know, you don't overbet, you don't, uh, you know, stretch your bank. But you know, it's just great to see a nice big 33 to 1 when it comes through. And the other beautiful thing about it for us, from, from the perspective, and you highlighted it last week, was that each way part that Bet Rivers were offering, they were offering that half the odds. Plot, the 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 bet place part which made it an even better bet for us as well.
1: Yeah, half the odds one two. I'd said last week you have got to be careful because some layers were going third. The odds weren't they? Which is, you know, you lose some of the value on that depending on, on the price, obviously. And um, I think it was a good price. It was you know it was, it, was, it was I think it was best price around. Certainly the best price I saw around. And um, it was just one of those where you, where you saw a situation where the the seed the high seed in the bottom half in this case sits a pass was questionable, you know, in his fitness. Um, The other one, Casper Rude, fatigued after the previous week. He'd he'd won a tournament there. And sometimes it just works out like that. It's not always as easy as that, is it? Um, But sometimes you just look at it and go, well, surely he's got a great chance in this section now because of A, B and C. And um, like you said, when it works out, you know, it's it's, it's a nice feeling when it does work out. Yeah.
0: And it was great. I was there last week. It was an absolute eye-opener, brilliant, Brilliant tournament, one of the highlights of my life. Actually, to go to, to Monte Carlo Open, the, the this country cover was fantastic. Uh, the lamb, but you're a bit
1: poorer now, aren't you?
0: Well, I was just about to say, I've had, I had five winners out of six picks that day. Had the tournament winner uh, and a couple of other picks from yourself. 11, a plus two seventy five winner for the first set, and I no think public, still, yeah. I still think I still lost money on the week. I, I, I still lost money on the week. So I bet a thirty three to one winner. Six winners out of seven. On the matches of Athlete and are still down on the week, so that just shows you what it's like in in Monte Carlo.
1: You will choose to go to these opulent events. You want to get yourself to Marrakesh, or um, I don't know, Munich, or somewhere.
0: Well, no, I, listen, sure, I, 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 I like that. I like. I, I, I knew I was being ripped off. I was sitting at that and that, that eating that <laughs> dinner, knowing I was being ripped off. But I like quite like the fact that I was being ripped off sitting in Monte Carlo. It's quite. I didn't Somebody mind else. being ripped off
1: bookies are paying for it. it doesn't matter does it yeah
0: well exactly but anyway what a brilliant week and the, the, the trouble is with this business we can't harp on about last nah. week because th- things change and we move on to this week and Very you're quickly. only as good as your last bet so we've mm-hmm. we got to we've got to continue this trend and but before we wrap up what a brilliant week we had and thanks for everybody who followed the content that we did uh i did in monte Carlo last week it was a really really great week really big positive feedback from you uh keep subscribing the subscriptions went up as well Uh, from on-game bet match, and obviously now with the winner, hopefully some of you, or majority of you, have got some extra cash in the pocket, but please remember to gamble responsibly and don't go too crazy this week because, you know, it's a long haul, this game, and as you see from the profit now, plus 18.44. I was just about to say before we we go on to this week, you're actually in Barcelona now, aren't you, Sean? So you're out there for Barcelona. Mm -hmm. We might as well start with the Barcelona Open this week. You're in Barcelona. You're going to be at court on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You've been there a couple of days. What's the weather like at the moment?
1: It's all right. It's certainly a lot better than Panja, Luka and Munich, that's for sure. It makes a change for me to pick the one tournament of the week where it's not raining, but I, I seem to have done it this week. It's 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 not hot. It's it's sort of pleasantly warm. It's about sort of 18, 19, uh, 20 degrees or so and um, nicely warm, no rain. So, yeah, conditions, uh, conditions are fine, yeah, for once I've yeah. uh, picked the right tournament for a change.
0: There is three tournaments this week. Uh, Barcelona Open an ATP Tour five hundred event, the ATP two hundred and fifty in Bosnia, and an ATB, another ATP Tour five two hundred and fifty in Munich and uh, the BMW Open. Those two events are going to be affected very heavily by the weather, which we'll come on to a little bit later in the show. So we're going to really concentrate mostly on the Barcelona Open. And let's have a look at the outright markets here in Barcelona. Carlos Alcaraz makes another comeback at his young age, another comeback for uh, what is he 20 years of age. And he's made probably more as many comebacks as Elvis in the last few years. And Carlos Alcaraz is uh, he's a heavy favourite, minus 110, very, very low. Price, if you're thinking about taking out, cross he is the defending champion here. This is a tournament that's been dominated by Spaniards. Rafael won it 12 times. Yannick Sinner is $4 after he's uh, moving across from Monte Carlo, where he would be very disappointed by his defeat uh, against uh, Holger Una there. Stefano has is $8. Kasper Rutte is 1000 Cam Norrie is 2500 Lorenzo Massetti who had a good week uh, last week in Monte Carlo, and good week for Sean because he's on him at big prices to win the French Open, he's 2,800. Karin Kachanov is plus 2,800. Grigor Dimitrov, 3,300. Alessandro Davidovich for Kina, 3,300. And Francis TFO fresh off a clay court win a couple of weeks back over in America. But moving off across to, um, to the Europe, it's a bit very different. He's 4,000. Before we look at the draw and break it down and give your picks, what are the conditions going to be like here in Barcelona, Sean? What's the what's the court speed and you know the, from the analytics and stats you have? What are the what are we expected this week in uh, Catalonia?
1: Yeah, it's the only week, it's the only event. Sorry, this week where rain isn't going to be a factor by the look of the the weather forecast. It looks fine all re, all week around, sort of eighteen twenty degrees, just pleasantly warm, not hot, not chilly, just just fine. In terms of the um, the the court speed, it, it averages seventy four percent holes a serve. Sixty-six point seven percent first serve points won on average in the last six editions, which which makes it quite slow. Actually, that puts him in puts it in the bottom three of all the tournaments um, on the ATP tour. So generally, sort of quite slowish conditions um, on the clay court. Obviously, weather has a part to play in that. Um, as far as the other stats are concerned, only twenty-eight percent of the matches in the last nine editions have featured a tie break. Um Pretty mediocre tournament as far as underdog winners are concerned. Thirty percent have won um, on average in the last, again, in the, la- in the last nine editions. and only eight, there were only eight underdog winners in the entire tournament. the here last year. So it's not, it's not a fabulous tournament for underdog winners in terms of outright winners. It's been won by one of the top. This is probably the key stat. It's been won by one of the top five seeds every year since 2005. Um, when Rafa Nadal won it, when he was seeded eighth. So every year since then, one of the top five seeds has won it. So last you know, 16, 17 years, one of the top five seeds has won it. Last unseeded winner here was Gaston Gaudio, who I'm sure many of the older tennis tennis watchers and, and bettors will remember from years gone by. He's last unseeded winner in 2002. So, you know, 20-odd years ago. And um, no qualifier has been past the quarterfinals here since Vliegen, Christoph Vliegen in 2004. So, again, around about sort of 20 years since the qualifiers got past the quarterfinals. So it's been a tournament that's been dominated by the top seeds. I know Nadal has won it. Um, numerous times, obviously, as he said, like 12 times or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, those are the conditions that we're going to expect in, um, in Barcelona and the trends in Barcelona this week.
0: Let's have a look at the top five season, and we know maybe look at the top five. The number one seed is Carlos Alcaraz in the top half of the draw. He's seeded to play uh, another Spaniard, uh, Robert Tia Bista Agut in the last 16, and then probably Davidovich Serandulu Serendulu, uh, Kachanov. It's not really there's not really much competition at the top half of the draw for Alclavs, really. On paper, it looks fairly easy for him to progress through to the, to the to final, at least, whether he's fit, whether he's rushing him back. That's the question why you've got to take him. But if he is fit, you would expect him to progress deep in his tournament. The bottom half of the draw looks a lot more interesting. Uh, you've got Cam Norrie, the number seven seed, Lorenzo Mazzetti, who played well last week. He seeded number nine. Yannick Sinner in that bottom half of the draw. And Stefano Sitsapas as well, who um, obviously was beaten by Taylor Fritz last week and was looking to win a third successive uh, Monte Carlo Masters. Not convinced whether he's fit, Sitsapas. That's the big concern there. Um, so it looks like a quite weighted draw towards the bottom rather than the top half. But there's, there's severe question marks about Alcaraz at minus 110, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you remember, if you think back 12 months ago, we had Alcaraz, didn't we? One of the few times I backed a favourite um, outright, and he he just about won it, didn't he? He should have got beat by Diminor. I think it was in the semifinals, wasn't it? He? Mm. he played Diminor, and Diminor had an excellent chance to beat him and, and sort of choked it away a bit. Um, so just on the basis of that, and the basis that he hasn't really played on clay for, for a little while, you would you would you would say there are some question marks about across fitness. You know, he's not played for a little while on the clay. Um, it should, might take him a little while to warm. I mean, this is a big, big tournament. It's something we you know we shouldn't sort of gloss over. It's a, it's a very, very prestigious tournament for for Spanish tennis players to win this um, to win this event. And um, nerves do come with that, as we saw with Alcaraz last year. He was very fortunate to beat Diminor as far as the top half is concerned, as you said, I'm I'm kind of happy to let that play out. If someone beats Alcaraz, then great. Um, You know, Tierfo's in in good form. He's made he's made finals on the clay in Europe as well. I know he won Houston, in, you know, in his backyard, so to speak. But he's he's played well. He's made a couple of finals in and He can play on European clay. Casper we know, is an obvious um threat. Davidovich Fakina, if he's fit, is is also a threat. Um. But for my point of view, I, I think I think you're right. I think the bottom half is the place to look for value for sure.
0: Just before we move on to the bottom half and get your pick this week, um, Alcaraz. Just mm. staying with Alcaraz, he's minus one ten to win it. Now, some people will look at that and go, "Well, you know, he's the best player. He's, he's the number one. He Not number two now, but he's he's you know he's he's an almost number one player in the world. He's he's the U.S. Open champion. He's he's wins the most of the tournaments. He gets involved. He won Indian Wells." He's a great bet at minus 110. My argument to that was what price would you be Alcaraz if he was 100% fit? And I don't think he would really be much different. If he'd come in here on the back of playing Monte Carlo and say he reached the semi finals of Monte Carlo and he comes straight to Barcelona, I don't think he'd be much different from 110. I think he'd probably be around no, about, wouldn't. I think he'd be about minus 125, minus 130. So he won't be much shorter, will he? He's not going to be shorter. The, where you think is, is his comeback tournament and he's got question marks about him, his fitness levels? A um, lot of injuries for such a young player. Minus one ten, you know, he could we could sit here on next next week and someone say he was a certainty, the draw was easy. But I think that one, I, we, I think it's right to overlook it. And I think anybody looking at our crowds thinking he, he's he's a certainty, we're going to put down a, a big bet bet on him and take the minus one ten. I think you've got to look for the bottom half of the draw and try to look for some uh, someone to reach that final. And that is what you have done, Sean. That is why we pay you the big bucks. That's why you have got. <laughs> uh, Andre Rublev last week at thirty three to one, so the the punters and the bettors don't have to do that. So you've broken down the uh, you put everything through the Calvert computer, and mm. uh, what, what what is what is it churned out the bottom half of the draw?
1: Well, I think it's a very similar situation to where we were a week ago, where, we, where you look at the bottom half of the draw and you see Sitsipas as the high seed and the the favourite to get to the final as far as the the bookies are concerned, and you have to take a view. You know, is he fit? We we took a chance last week. We weren't sure. We didn't know whether Sitsipas's shoulder had kind of improved from from Indian Wells and Miami, and it didn't look like it had, really, did it? In, in Monte Carlo, you were there, you know, you you saw it probably closer up firsthand than I did, and um, he doesn't look fit to me. He still looks in a similar situation to what he was in in Indian Wells and Miami. He still doesn't look right. Still shanking a lot of backhands. Whether that's now just a lack of matches or whether he still it looks to me like he's still got a problem there. So it's the same. It's the same. Principle as, as we've just done with Rublev. And um, it's almost the same position in the draw, actually. The, the guy at the top of the bottom half of the draw last week was Rublev. This week it's Cam um, it's Norrie. And I've taken 28 to 1 on Cam on Norrie each way. I think he's got an excellent chance of making the finals. It, this is almost the repeat of what I said last week about, about Rublev. It's just a different player in a different week. 28 to 1, similar price. Um, you know, Cam Norrie's got some, some excellent stats on Clay. Just, you know, he won the Rio Open. Um on the clay. Not so long. I know he was a little bit fortunate to win that because, because Alcaraz got injured and couldn't really compete towards the latter stages of that final. But that aside, you know, he's still got some some excellent stats on um on the clay. Let's just have a look at you Cam just said Norris it there, stats. Sean. You know,
0: you just said it there, but Alcaraz injured in the Rio hmm. final, Alcaraz injured in the Miami final. These are these are these are injuries that aren't like months ago. The, the, oh, been, yeah, he's, well, had, a he's lot, had like six like months ago, this he, season. Yeah, sure. this, this season, and you still he's minus one ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, what was he last year? Five to two, or yeah, 11 plus to four to win last year. Plus two, like I think it was yeah. It, 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 I mean, he he can win
0: it. I mean, if he's fit, he wins it. That's that. You know, he, he gets to the final. No, nobody stops him in the final if he's
1: motivated. But well, if you watch last year's tournament and you watch that match with, which I'm sure a lot of people did last year with Diminor. You're very so fortunate to win that. So so fortunate to win that and go on and win and win the, the title. Um just going back to, to to Norrie, his um you know his clay court stats are, are pretty good. His service points one point and return points one total of 105 over the last 12 months, win rate of 76 percent. The obvious play is, is is sinner, isn't it? But his his price is much, much too short. What is he about four to one sinner? Yeah. In this bottom half of the draw. If you, if we just take a, a little comparison between between Norrie and Sinner. I just said Norrie's on 105 in his service points, one return points, one total. Sinner's only on 107, a slight advantage. Um, and he's won 79% of his matches compared to Norrie's 76, but there's very little in that. Not much in it. And, you know, what for one guy to be 28 to one, the other guy to be 4 to one? The other thing about Norrie is it'd be fresher as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always had that worry, haven't we, with Sinner, that he, he's not quite got the physicality, he doesn't have the stamina to to see things out. And he, you know, it happened to us again in Miami. They've never met actually Sinner and, um, and Norrie, but in a physical battle on clay, maybe over three sets, I'd, I'd quite fancy Norrie there. You know, it, I just think the price is, there's a big disparity between 28 to one Norrie and four to one Sinner. Yeah, I'm more than happy to take 28 to one about Norrie. I think four to one Sinner is much, much too short. Well,
0: I'm also not convinced that this is
1: clay is Sinner's surface. I'm not, I'm, I
0: don't, I don't know. I, mean, Runa I out He's back good on all together.
1: surfaces, but I, think I wouldn't he, I think say he's great... better on clay than anything else. At the minute, he's looking better on hard than anything
0: yeah. else. No, I, th- I think he's going to have a great... I think Wimbledon, I think I, I said to you before, I think Wimbledon, if he can get get more physicality, I think his serve is getting so fast and strong. I don't think he's a natural clay quarter. And I think the market's got it wrong about him on clay courts. I mean, no, I, I, And also, this he's going to be...
1: This market is too short. Four to yeah. one's too short.
0: Definitely. But he's also going to be... Um, He's going to be absolutely gutted with his performance against Runa as Where well. he should have won that. He should, mm. be, you know, he had a big support behind him there. I think he'd be deflated on that. Comes in here, not in confident, not in, not full of confidence. So yeah, I mean, I love I love the play. And also, Cam Norrie's beaten Alcaraz in the last two of the last three times they have played as well. So he's not going to be fearing Alcraz. I know you said one of the times he was injured, but he beat him in Cincinnati as I well. Think, in, I think he played year. him
1: here, didn't he last year? Or. The- the year before, he went played to three him in sets. Cincinnati.
0: I know that. Um, let's have a look. What he got here. Um, I think he
1: played him. in, I'm sure he played him here, and he got. It went to three sets, and Alcaraz won. He played him in Madrid. Was it Madrid? I'm Madrid
0: think. lot, and Alcaraz won in three. And it sets. Was somewhere in
1: Spain. Yeah, they played him in Madrid. So they
0: played six times before. If they if they do meet in the final, six times before, four two. the head to head to Alcaraz, but uh, the last match, Cam Norrie won in the final in Brazil and Rio. Time time before that, Alcaraz won. And the time before that, Norrie won in Cincinnati. When he, I think he went on, did he? You know, he went on to the semi-finals or the final. I think went to the final semi-finals. Anyway, so Cam... it's fourteen
1: to one. The place, isn't it? We don't need to worry about the final, really. I mean, it's are 14 they fourteen to Are we? we get still
0: to... getting half the odds here with the minus one ten? It's not a third.
1: Uh, I must admit, I haven't checked actually. I, I think we need. That's
0: probably. That's... That's pro- well, we, we'll we'll check that as we move, we move on. But um, yeah, I think I think with with the minus one ten, you may get the the, the odds on the 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 price maybe slightly different I think Bet Rivers will uh, will come a little bit unstuck last week with the half offering so I, th- I mean we will need to check there if they are offering the half it's absolutely fantastic it is a half it's a half the odds one yeah two. I they think asked it's a half. half yeah very very generous very 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 generous from Bet Rivers there so that is the pick from Sean in Barcelona tournament He's at. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, you can follow him and myself on our Twitter handle at Because We Win. Make sure you give us a follow. And also head to the Bet Rivers website where you can get all the match odds as well. We're going to come on some matches at the end of the show. Uh, but obviously, you can have a bet on the matches and also watch the matches live streamed on the website. But we just need to touch on this tournament quickly. I know we haven't got a graphic on it, but it's worth just touching on. Uh, it's a tournament in the BMW Open this week, it's another ATB Tour 500 event. Um, some good players there. Holger Runa, just been beaten by uh, Rublev in the final. He's the number one seed. Number two seed is Taylor Fritz, who did exceptionally well in Monte Carlo as well. You've also got Alexander Zverev, uh, the German who's won this tournament twice before. Uh, you have uh, Botic van der Sandrup, uh as well, the number four seed. So the top three, pretty much way, way ahead of everybody. There is no odds on this market yet because obviously Runa may decide not to compete. We're not quite sure what's going to happen with that. But also there is a lot of rain around, isn't there, Sean? So that's a really big factor. And that's why we haven't spoken about the uh, the ATP 250 event here in, Monte- uh, in in Munich.
1: Yeah, I think I think rain's even more of a problem in Banja Luka. by the look of the forecast. That looks awful all week. Uh, rain's always a problem in Munich. It's, it's one of the reasons why I've never been to this tournament because it, c- it consistently rains there. Um, it you know, it's in Germany in, in April. It's a high chance it's going to rain, and, and it often does. Um, In terms of the conditions, there's 500 metres of altitude there, but it, as I said, it tends to rain a bit, so the damp weather usually slows the courts down a little bit. The balls fly a bit, but there's, you know, the courts are slower because of the rain. It's slightly quicker than Barcelona in terms of the stats. 75% holds of serve, 67.8% first serve points, one puts it quicker than Barcelona, as you would expect with that altitude involved. Uh, Slightly more tie-break matches than Barcelona at at an average of 31%. Again, very few, under well, not very few, but few underdog winners, 29% underdog winners here, um, similar to to Barcelona. Um, As far as the outrider can see, it's often a good one for the qualifiers, actually. So it's good to keep an eye on who's qualified here in Munich because at least one qualifier has made at least the quarterfinals in seven of the last eight editions of this tournament. So with the altitude, the, the qualifiers obviously have got used to that slight altitude, and it's, it's stood them in good stead because they've gone all the way to the quarterfinals on, on a very, very regular basis, if not further. Several qualifiers have won this tournament over the years. And it's a bad one for top seeds. Only two number one seeds they've won in the last 16 years. Um, number one seed's a isn't it, this year? Yeah, Yeah. If he turns up. Um, so that could be a withdrawal. I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all if he if he didn't show up this week. But it, even if he does, um, top seed is a very very poor record. The, the last six finalists here have all been priced between twenty five to one and sixty to one. So there's been a lot of decent outright value here in Munich over the years, and it's tended to be the more powerful players. Bazalashvili, Runa has got some power. Janen, Struf, Van Der Zanskul. Berrettini, these are all guys that can hit pretty hard, they've all either won it or made the final in recent years and I suppose the other thing you've got to think about is are they going to want to hang around it if, if it's kind of raining all week I know the next competition is in Munich and it doesn't start until a Wednesday so you do have a little bit of extra time, um, it's not like you've got to rush off on the Sunday and play in Madrid on the Monday, that's that's not the case but motivation is is probably slightly questionable for for some people here this week
0: if that is the case, what do you think about the two Germans in the field? Alexander Zverev, obviously, like, he should have had should have beaten Medvedev two match points in that match, couldn't take them. And same Leonard as Indian Schruf, Wells, same yeah. as Indian Wells, should have won that as well. Yeah. And Jan, Jan- Lendl Struff had a brilliant week last week in Monte Carlo.
1: Yeah, he's a former finalist here. I, I suspect he'll be too short in price after what he did last week. That's, that would potentially put me off that, but I haven't seen any outright price for this at all yet. Um. Which, which makes it very difficult for us to talk about on a, on an out yep. from an outright point of view. I suspect Struff's probably going to be put in at something like probably 12 to 1 or something like that, which which might be too short for me. But I think we need to wait and see for the price. We can talk about it on Tuesday's show when we've, we've kind of... I can't imagine there's going to be that many matches played because it's set, set to rain again on Monday. So we'll probably be in a, a round one situation when we talk again on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. So we check that one on Tuesday. It's the BMW open that starts uh on Monday in Munich, weather permitting. Uh lots of rain forecasts there. Check out the Betra's website. The odds will all be up there. But at the time of filming we haven't got any odds yet because we're not quite sure about the status of the number one seed and the defending champion Holger Runa. Uh, let's move to the final event this week. It's an ATB Tour 250 event again. This one is in Bosnia. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's an ATB Tour 250. I think it was. I'm looking at Novak Djokovic. ATB you 250, it, 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 it can't be. It is. It's an ATB 250 event yeah.
1: in it's Bosnia. it's in his home country. Well, ish, ish yeah. home country. It's
0: the Banja Luka uh, Tournament. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> and... Um, there's going to be a lot of rain around Sean here, isn't it? A lot of, oh, lot of, lot of rain. Um, Novak Djokovic is the favourite here. He's minus one sixty three, extremely very, very low price. Played terrible uh, in Monte Carlo, didn't he? Absolutely terrible, as he often
1: does. Start at the clay swing. His record in Monte Carlo, as I said last week, is poor.
0: Yeah, well, you saw that you wouldn't be waiting him at minus one sixty three in that defeat against Mussetti. Next favorite is the defending, uh, so the manager's won us of the money. Andre Rublev, who was thirty three to one last week, is now plus four fifty. Will he? Will he turn up here? This another he'll be because
1: out on he, the vodka tonight. No problem.
0: In the rain, if he does turn up, he's a massive fade. We're we'll we're going to be on the vodka tonight, and we weren't even playing, but uh, <laughs> we haven't picked up the winners' check. Uh, Born a is plus twelve hundred. Leheka is 1200, Kekmanovic is 1600, Laszlo Gerry 1600, sport at 2000. Uh, and then we've got a sort of a, a list of various different sort of players around about the 3000 mark. Um, it's not going to take much winning though, this tournament. I mean, it's really there for Djokovic's of it's, it's the question, really, do you think Djokovic will win or Djokovic don't, isn't going to win? I mean, it's going to be, I can't really see much. In that top half of the draw, affecting Djokovic, but in the bottom half of the draw, again, it's got, it got it's got some absolute fantastic each way value here.
1: Yeah, this is this is basically Belgrade that's that's been moved to to Banja Luka, um, in, in Bosnia, not not a million miles away. You know, they've, they've held a challenger here um, every year since two thousand and two. This is the first time it's had an ATP main level event. They've got a brand new six thousand seat arena put in for this, but it's not actually on the tour next year. This, this they've they've jocked it off the calendar after after one it's not even been played yet. And it's not even on the calendar for next year. So I think this is going to be the one and only Banja Luka Open. Um obviously Djokovic in this part of the world, the former Yugoslavia, the Serbians, the Croats, the Bosnians, they're all they're all going to be, you would think, the most motivated to to sort of stick around here. Um it's been replaced next year by another European venue as yet to be um confirmed. But if the weather forecast is correct, and sometimes they can make you look very silly, um, but it does say rain and, and a lot of rain is due pretty much every single day since, from now until Friday, um, which is what happened in Belgrade. I think not last year, but the year before. It was very, very heavy conditions there as well. Djokovic, as I said last week, doesn't tend to come to hand, so to speak, until until sort of Rome. He was poor here in Belgrade last year. Um, Kekmanovic should have beaten him, uh, but just didn't have the guts to do it because, you know, that, that's Kekmanovic. He didn't have the bottle to beat you know, is he's, he's idle probably uh, in Novak Djokovic. And that's that's what would put me off back in someone in the top half because they'd be too scared to beat him. Jere, I think, was too scared to beat him last year. Kikmanovic, the same thing. So I've taken someone in the bottom half of the draw and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that someone will beat Djokovic and, the, and they may well do. Um, and it's it's along the, the lines of what I just said, which is that the former Yugoslavian players were the most motivated. I've, I've taken 22 to one about um, Jere each way. I think that's a, a decent bet in the bottom half of the draw.
0: Yeah, he's silly to play but if he wins his first round match, he plays of Courage, the number three seed, and then after that, it, it, it opens up for him. And you've got the, the also the the sort of the, the likely as well that Ruben doesn't play, so that takes a huge that takes a huge percentage not. of the book out in that bottom half of the draw. So that's a that's a, a very wise pick there. Jerry. obviously is a clay court specialist and he's going to be very motivated uh, Serbian playing in Bosnia. So
1: his stats are still decent. You know, he's got 102 service points, one return points, one total over the last 50 matches, uh main level on clay. That's more than good enough to win a tournament like this. If, you know, if Djokovic doesn't, doesn't get there. And mm. if Rublev doesn't turn up, which two things, which are quite likely to happen. Mm.
0: Some very, very low odds on the two favorites this week, Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic to vine for the world. Number one spot. But we want to take them both on uh, some each way value and each way betting in these kind of tournaments. But are offering is absolutely sensational value. It's one of the only sports books across America to offer each way value. So to so really check it out and make sure you uh, you capitalise on those plays in the bottom half of the draw against those two very 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 warm favourites. Okay we've got a couple of matches There's four matches actually three in barcelona and one in munich where they're permitting that you want to talk about uh, let's start off with the three in barcelona evashko minus 152 against borje um plus 123 uh, the old there must be on the oldest pairings of age ever david goffin minus 670 against 41 year old Fidicano lopez at plus 480 if he's going to win a game match he's going to win a match in uh, in barcelona i think the crowd support behind him um uh, Iruzovori minus two dollars, Alexander Bublik at plus 162. That should be a very, very entertaining match. I'm sure you'll be looking forward to that one. There'd be some Can't very wait. much fun and games between those two. And in Munich, we've got uh, Sebastian Bays at minus two ninety-five against Oscar Otti at plus two thirty. Sean, just break us down those four matches and give us your, your thoughts and leans and where you think the value lies.
1: Yeah, I think tricky this week, but um these are the four that I've I've picked out as potential value um we profited last week didn't we by taking bublik in the opening set against varev um he often as i said last week he often puts the effort in in the first set on clay bublik and if it doesn't work then he just he just forgets about it and he's he's packing his bags um this could be the same again against rusevoi you know rusevoi is not not much on clay at all uh much better on the quicker surfaces you know his main level clay stats in terms of service points one return points one all time is just 99 Rusevori. public's on 97, so not very far behind at all. Um, I just think if you're having a bet in that match, and I, I just possibly couldn't possibly back Rusevori at that price. Y- you just take your chance on whether public's up for it or not. And if he is, you know the chances of him winning the first set are reasonable. Um, definitely come back Rusevori at that price. So if, if you are looking for a bit of value, it's very, very risky, of course. It's not going to be an official play, but it's just a lean that public again, could win the first set at a decent plus-money price.
0: So Bublik's win the first set against or Anything in the other two matches uh, in Barcelona for tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I just think Goffin's... I don't know, I haven't seen the schedule, I don't know whether they're tomorrow, but the, as far as the first round is concerned, Goffin's been injured for two months. He's played one match in two months, and that was a heavy loss to, to the out-of-form Schwartzman last week in Monte Carlo. We know Lopez is obviously right at the very end of his career, but as you said, he's going to be up for this. He's not just going to turn mm. up and just... Just go, oh, thanks for the game, mate. You know, see you later. He's going to try and win it here. Um, I, I just think, it's again, this could be a first set option. You know, Lopez may well fade, you know, at his age. Um, but with Goffan lacking matches, he's a player that does like rhythm, Goffan. And without the rhythm, he hasn't played for a long time. I think it's certainly a possibility that Lopez could surprise him in the first set. Again, just to lean, I, I'm not sure I could put my own... <laughs> May moan money on down on a big bet, but I think it's a definite possibility, um, a decent prize that Lopez could could turn up and win that first set there. But the the bet that I have had, if you want me to just go on yeah. about the last one, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I've taken the Borges at, at odds against against Vavasor. I can't have Vaska as favourite on clay uh, against someone as as capable as Borges. Um, the the stats are kind of similar between between the pair of matches. Borges has played six main level clay court matches in his career so far. And his stats from those matches are the same as those of Ivashka, who's played a lot more matches. has played uh, 29. He's only won 13 of them. So he's on a 44% win rate, Ivashka. Not not great. And his service points, one return points, one total is 98, which is exactly the same as Borges. But Borges has only played six matches. But Borges has been overpowered in a lot of those matches. Um, he's played TFO, Koshanov, Halis, and Chilich, who've all just played with too much power and pace for him. Ivashka, isn't going to overpower him on the clay. Um, and even even with those four losses, he's still got the same stats as, as Ivasca. And Ivasca is, is not going to get any better on the clay. He is what he is on the clay. Borges, has, I think, has still got an upside. Um, much younger, won that Phoenix challenger very, very impressively in, in a very strong field a few weeks ago. Struggled with the pace of Halis in Estoril and perhaps with some home pressure as well in Portugal. But for me, this is a fifty-fifty match, and and you're getting plus money on Borges, so I'm happy to take Borges at the odds there. And he's higher in the world rankings,
0: and he's got much much better clay That's I'm amazed that he's uh, the price he is there. I love that player. I as think well. it's a
1: reasonable value. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: plus one twenty-three Borges. I, you know, I, I, you're saying fifty-fifty. I'd probably make him a slight favourite. So uh, yeah, Borges yeah, is mean, a, definitely the pick there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's reasonable value. It's it's quite tricky to get value in Barcelona, but. I definitely couldn't back um Evashko at that price and we've got one in in Munich as well.
0: Yeah what's your what's your thoughts on this one you've you highlighted this one Sebastian Bay is obviously a heavy favorite minus 295 against Oscar yeah. Otti at plus 230.
1: I'm just not sure he's fit by it. as I've said this a few times on this on this podcast in recent weeks and months and you know he he was heavily beaten wasn't he by um by Casper Ruud in Estoril as defending champion got beat by Jack Draper um in Monte Carlo's way just doesn't look fit to me. Otte is going to be highly motivated here Oscar Otte made the semi-finals last year obviously a german obviously a home player obviously motivated to go well in his home country. Um made the semis last year clay's not his ideal surface still made the semis but you know that altitude i think does help him out helps his serves sort of zip through a bit. I'm not sure he's going to win the match Otte but you know you're going, to, you're going to get a price of around about sort of 2.7 or so about him winning the first set. I think that's decent. It's, it's it's a kind of a big ask for Bays to, to come here from Monte Carlo. Um, the altitude involved and everything else. Um, he played all right last week Monte, in Monte Carlo. Wate beat Martinez in straight sets. Should have beaten Luca Nardi. He was 5-2 up in the final set, ended up losing it. Um, I think 2.7 is reasonable. That would be my um, second bet. I think it's a decent bit of value there.
0: Mm, there's some lovely picks there from Sean on the first round matches. The big play is Bourget at uh, plus one twenty three to beat Ivaska. Some leans and some other official picks at some nice prices in the matches. But on the outright markets, looking to follow up our success last week with Andre Rubelev at 33 to 1. We've gone for Cam Norrie. He's plus 2,500 with Bet Rivers each way in Barcelona. And Laszlo Geri at plus 1,600 in the tournament in Bosnia. There's three ways to follow us on Betting Weekly. You can follow us by uh, downloading our podcast, the Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, a searchable podcast provider, and download that. You can also... Uh, give us a follow on our Twitter handle, at BecauseWeWin, which is shared by all the brilliant handicappers. Sean will be there giving some updates from Barcelona. And you can also give us a subscription, uh, give us a subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, which is the Bet Rivers Network. You get all the content there, including some soccer as well. Tomorrow I'll be talking to Roy Giovanni here on Game Bet Match on the WTA Tour. And I'll be joining Sean on Tuesday. Enjoy the tennis tomorrow, mate. And well done again on Rublev. Go and have a couple of beers, mate. You thoroughly deserve it. Thanks for watching, and we'll speak to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.